This is a Federal News Network podcast. Congress is on track to pass a $2 trillion stimulus and emergency appropriations package. Yes, the bill does put checks in the mail and expand unemployment benefits for millions of Americans. But it also funds a whole-of-government approach to respond to the coronavirus pandemic. Agencies are getting more money to continue their missions, plus some extra telework and IT support. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now to discuss a few of the highlights from that 888-page bill that's going to impact you and your agency. And, Nicole, i got to commend you for keeping up and on top of all of this from your secret bunker in a cold state. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it's been it's a long bill, so a lot of time, so plenty to do. All right. Let's start with some of the highlights. Tell us for federal agencies here. So the bill passed late Wednesday night, Thursday morning, whatever you want to call it. It got a 96 to nothing vote. And the House is supposed to take it up today. There are two parts. Part A is probably the part that the average American will like the most. And that's the part that's responsible for sending out about $1,200 in checks to every American under a certain salary threshold. The important part is that it will also expand unemployment benefits and it'll cover salaries for other Americans who meet certain requirements. Another key piece of this bill is what's called the Exchange Stabilization Fund, and that sits within the Treasury Department. And under this bill, it'll pump about $500 billion into that fund. It's supposed to support distressed industries. The airlines, I think, are the big winners under this. National and, Public Radio. Sure. And, you know, I think the sticking point for this bill over the past couple of days was the oversight of this fund. What Congress ultimately agreed to, though, was establishing a special inspector general for pandemic recovery. That IG will sit within the Treasury Department, the president will appoint, and the Senate will confirm that person. And the bill also creates a congressional committee to also oversee the operation of this fund, too. And this IG would conduct and supervise, coordinate audits and investigations for anything going in or out of this fund. So that, I think, was the big holdup in Congress as far as discussions went over the past couple of days. Then there's Part B to the bill, and that includes some $340 billion in emergency supplemental appropriations for agencies this year. And some of those extra dollars in Part B will help agencies implement Part A. And let me just so ask you this, Nicole, that $340 billion, that transmogrified from an original request of only $46 billion from the administration last week, correct? It did. And I think some of the extra dollars comes from, you know, state and local government loans and that sort of thing. Um, We're focusing specifically on what the agencies will get to carry out, you know, coronavirus response over the next couple of months here. And the requests from the White House and what agencies will ultimately get, I think, is pretty similar. Um, You know, as an example, the IRS will get $250 million to support the filing season that got pushed back And also to implement, you know, Part A of the bill that I described, you know, getting the checks out to the public. The Labor Department, for example, will get $15 million to implement paid sick leave and unemployment benefits as just another uh, activity here for agencies. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, and there are some resources going to agencies for their own coronavirus responses, too, correct? 
That's right. USDA, they'll get at least $36 million more for overtime and temporary staff. That's just a piece of what, what they'll get. $80 million to the Food and Drug Administration to support the development of hopefully a new vaccine, some medical treatments, and uh, activities for them to monitor the medical supply chain. Health and Human Services, $140 billion. That'll go to the places that we would hope it to go to, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, National Institutes of Health, for things like, again, vaccine development, medical treatment, research, plus extra resources for the strategic national stockpile. NASA will get $60 million to make operational adjustments. I thought this was interesting because some of its facilities have closed and some of its missions have been paused. So there's some extra cash to help out at NASA. The Department of Veterans Affairs will get nearly $20 billion. And most of that will support higher demand for VA medical services and telehealth. But the department will also get some additional resources for telework capabilities, some extra licenses, and more personal protective equipment for VA employees and medical staff. And interestingly enough, a lift on overtime hours for VA medical staff so they can get paid for all the extra hours they work. There's usually a cap under federal rules. Sure. And then Justice, Interior, Energy, EPA, and the U.S. Congress itself getting several millions of dollars more for extra telework capabilities. And then a few final uh, extra points here to mention. $12 million for OPM to expand remote work capabilities and acquire some of the technology that it needs to expand digital case management and electronically submit retirement applications, which, as we know, that process is still mostly paper-based. And then finally, the General Services Administration, $295 million. Part of that will go to the Federal Building Fund to support deep cleaning efforts for federal agencies. And then a portion will go to the Citizen Services Fund to support government-wide remote connectivity initiatives, electronic signatures, some website development and testing, and then virtual private technology or and then virtual private network technology. Yeah, there's a lot of things that seem like they really need to do this now. A few items strike me as maybe suckerfish on the whale, and hey, that's where things are going. Let me hang on and see what I can get. But that's the way these things work. And Nicole, is there anything in this bill that might affect federal retirees? And then for that matter, contractors? There are, and they're complicated, so stay with me here. Um, One of them is a temporary waiver of something that's called required minimum distribution requirements for retirement accounts. And And that's TSP and 401k. That's correct. And this provision would waive those rules through the end of this year, 2020. And that's important because RMDs, that's the acronym there, They're calculated using whatever was in your retirement account as of 2019. And because stock market indexes have been down throughout much of the year, retirees would probably be forced to withdraw a far greater percentage of their retirement accounts than they probably expected, or they might face a pretty high tax penalty. The National Active and Retired Federal Employees Association, they advocated for this, and they say those required withdrawals would force seniors in some cases to sell assets at stock values that have been depressed by the current economic crisis. And then for contractors, another provision here that's important is that agencies can reimburse contractors who can't perform their work because maybe the federal facilities themselves are closed and or they can't telework because the work that they might typically do can't be performed remotely. So there's some relief there for contractors. 
And I think some of those provisions, especially for the minimum required distributions, that provision was put in by Jennifer Wexton of Northern Virginia, I believe. Yeah, I think there's been some bipartisan support. I think there was also a Senate version um, of of this as well. And yeah, we've seen bipartisan support for that. There's a few other retirement pieces that we'll pull out in a story on federalnewsnetwork.com that the thrift savings plan had previewed earlier this week. And those might actually pose some, uh, we'll say, administrative burdens, I think, on the Federal Retirement Thrift Investment Board. So we'll see how this all shakes out for them as well. Well, maybe there's $100 million for them in there somewhere. I didn't see it, but you never know. Well, you're only up to page 870. Maybe it's in the last 10 pages. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Be sure to check out all of her coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com. Stay up to date on your agency's latest responses to coronavirus. Visit our special resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. Everything's getting more expensive these days. Gas, rent, and even your music. While other music services keep jacking up their prices, Live One is letting you lock in the best music membership at the best price. Live One Plus is just $3.99 per month. Get all your favorite music ad-free, along with unlimited skips and maximum audio quality. Beat inflation with the best deal in music at just $3.99 per month. Visit liveone.com slash best music to get Live One Plus now. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.